Christmas song is we just came out of Thanksgiving. We're getting in the spirit, you know, peace, joy, and um, goodwill, blessings. But it's more about the kids. But what I want to say is, y'all, it's time to throw that um, turkey and them leftovers. Is is done? It's a done deal. <laughs> 
It's a done deal. It got turkey left over, and you haven't made the soup already out of it. Anything that's left over in there is no good. It's Wait, against the rules. So the soup is the last thing we should make? Soup is the last thing because, <laughs> you know, the, the bones of turkey give that soup a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to be down to the carcass by now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Any vegetables that you have left can go in there, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But Our family's so big, we ain't even have uh, leftovers. Well, that's good because we was done with that by uh, Sunday. Sunday, we had like six pizzas. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So welcome back. We're at WCMD. This is the Comfort Level Podcast. I'm Janie Schmanny. I'm here with my girl, Mogul Queen, Janika Quinona. She yes. is back. I'm back. And we're back to do what we do. That's you already know, bringing topics. That's right, bringing topics, anything that we think can help. Um, so today's topic is about co-parenting. And co uh, just to let you know that whether you're together or apart, co-parenting is teamwork. Mm -hmm. You know At what I mean? At least it should be. It should be. It's not always, though. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's the hardest thing, you know. You and your child's other parent are called co-parents. That means they have a mother and they have a father. Mm -hmm. Okay? Nobody came in this world without a mother and a father. No matter if it was nope. insemination, nope. it still was a father. It still had to take a male to do yeah, it. But not all of us are together, you know. We mm -hmm. don't live together or we're not in intimate relationships anymore, you know, but we still have to co-parent those kids. You yes, know, we, we do. still, our titles don't change. No, no matter what. I mean, and let's put, let's let's say that, um, what is it? The Latin root word for parent in there is pair. It's a pair. Two. It takes two. It and so when one tango. parent only does yeah. this, when only one parent takes on the responsibility, Parents don't change. It'll say sole parent or a single parent, but it still say parent. Exactly. Because it's supposed to be a pair, you know? Exactly. So you had to add the sole or the single in front. Yeah. So no matter what, it's supposed to be always two. Yeah. From so, the beginning. So today we're going to talk about the co-parenting part. And then uh, next segment, we're going to move on to the single parenting part. So we, we're not leaving it out because mm -hmm. most of us are single parent. But I did want to start with the single parenting because nobody begins as a single parent. You, be, you begin as yep. a co-parent and you always will be a co-parent. You know, the co-parents, they, they must put their child's needs first. You know, like you got to... You know, you don't always agree, but you got to ask yourself what is best for the child. You know, you have to use a team approach and calmly seek positive solutions. What is best for the child? Now, as a mother, 
we have our opinions, especially if we have custody of the kids. We have our opinions of what's mm -hmm. best for the child. Right, right. You know what I mean? I know what's best for my child. Mm -hmm. Okay, you over there. Even and sometimes some parents don't know what's best for the child because you know what? You might think that you know what's best for the child, but then the child tells you, you know, grows up telling you that they wanted it this way or they rather had it that way. Yeah. So, but, you know, if both yeah. of them is there from the beginning, co-parenting, then I feel like the child has a better chance of growing up that's as a healthy adult. That's the first thing you got to do. That's the first thing you got to do. And you have to wipe away yeah. all emotions between you and the other parent and just focus strictly on yeah. the child's needs and the care and overall health of the child so this can work. Yeah. And uh got to remind you that I'm not a professional, so you need to talk to a professional. Mm -hmm. This is not a substitute for professional advice, mm -hmm. but it is advice that we can all uh, use. I'm not trying to, you know, step in. Okay. Yeah, but in-person studio um, yeah, coming we in. Have live oh. audience. Uh, we got people coming in. So um, they can have a seat over there in that area. I should turn the chair around. Well, we have the TV. Uh, I'll have to turn that around for them. Hello to uh, everybody on Instagram out here. We're broadcasting on uh, nine platforms today. Eight, eight platforms today. Instagram. Facebook pages, uh, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, YouTube's. So make sure you uh, watch the Comfort Level Podcast, WCMD Media, on any social media outlet that you can get wherever you uh, listen to podcasting. So like I said, talk to a professional. This is not a substitute for the advice of a qualified expert. Uh, here we talk about uh, different things um, as we see that will benefit us as well as the community here in uh, Camden County and anyone within the sound of our voice or our podcast on our media stations. Yes. So, you know, come here. I'm going to um, switch it around so that she can so, okay. Can pardon me. Uh, give me one second. It's okay. This is all right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So we're gonna. Um, I can turn the Instagram around this way. If I figure it out. Yep. And there will be one. <laughs> huh? No, that's cool. It's cool, cool beans. There yep. we go. There we go. Cool beans, right? How are you? Yeah, how are Welcome you? to the Comfort Level Podcast. Also got some drinks and some little snacks yep. over there if you okay. uh, want some. <laughs> and we just was Where getting into the part here? talking about co-parenting and how um, from the beginning, parents in the Latin word is pair. Pair meaning is two. And it took two to, to make a child, and it should take two to raise a child. So that's where that's where we basically um, are trying to get the people to understand that, you know, it is we have to take the, our focus off of the other parent and focus on the child so we can be able to 
raise up a healthy child. Not saying that a child can't be raised healthy with one adult, but they have a better chance at um, at it with the two parents. And sometimes one parent might step in and, you know, that might not have been what the child wanted from the beginning and still have their differences. So we're talking about co-parenting this week. Next week, we'll talk about single parenting, but what it takes to co-parent. And the first thing I say is take your focus on what happened with your relationship and focus strictly on the child. Whether it was consensual or a one night affair <laughs> or that was your booze baby or you was married and had a baby, mm-hmm. it still takes cool co-parenting to raise a child. That's right. And it takes um, a maturity level that says this is not about us, this is about the child. So you got to know that uh, your child is worth it. You know, it's mm-hmm. worth you trying, it's worth all the effort that you put in to, you know, making your child happy not to go through these different things. You may have went through some things yourself. Mm-hmm. Think about those or think about uh, those that you know have went through some things, you know, trying to just, you know, it pays off later on. It does. It, it really does. does. Yeah. You know, I, um, I grew up in the two-parent household and um, my uh, biological father was always incarcerated. So I had a, a great, great opportunity in life, I say, because of my my father that stepped up and took that role and gave us a co-parenting household because my father really was, um, I want to say, is responsible for opening up a lot of gifts. And the reason why I'm called Mogul Queen today because of his, um, his wanting to see a child grow up healthy and grew up happy he thought he in his mind he still believes every child is innocent and they should be exploited to happiness and love and acceptance no matter who it is that's raising them so my dad um met a lady that she saw walking down the street with five children she didn't even he didn't even know if they was her children or not he just saw children and gave her a ride well the lady just so happened to have a group a dancing group and was a coach for pageantry so he gave her a free ride. And so what she did in return was gave him two months free of lessons to basically teach his daughters because he told her he had daughters. And she said, bring them in. Nice. And that was the beginning of me becoming a mogul queen because I ended up coming to Camden County 2000 by just that one incident of, of, of parents knowing that this is about the child. And my dad would have took his hand off of me because I wasn't his biological daughter who's to say who I would have been today. So co-parenting yeah, is really is. one of those situations that right. is really vital. It's really needed. It, yeah, it's really needed because you have bigger, you have bigger baby <laughs> mom that- You want to come over here? No. Or you want to stay off? Okay, <laughs> come on. You have bigger baby moms that, um, that don't allow their kids I was going. or yes. communicate with you know with the, with the other parent and this is something that i have experienced personally yeah you know what i mean and like i tell my husband i'm like i have a wonderful relationship with your other son i just wish i had the opportunity to do it with your other two children but their mom is just like so negative i now, see she's on the to... she's on the other side of the track yeah. she's not 
even the parents, and she wants to co-parent. She wants to control and the situation. And then this, this mother yeah. You're is trying to like, co-parent, and she's trying to control the situation. Yeah. Use control of her, basically, of her birthrights, her, her mother birthrights to the child. But no, um, it has to be, you have to take your mind off of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You have to be, you have to be positive and you, and, and yes, and compromise because at the end of the day it's about the kids. It's not about the adults. It's not mm -hmm. about the issues. It's about the kids. Mm -hmm. And when they get older, they're going to be like, damn, you know, why my dad wasn't there. And that's something that their mom mm -hmm. you need to respond to. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of putting negative input in, you know, into their mind. But they don't. And then you got the fathers that do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about the kids when it uh, comes down to it. They're just thinking about uh, themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I was a single mother, too. You know, not always, but for most, most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I guess I'm still a single mother. They're still my <laughs> right, kids, right? Right. right. Once so you're a mother, there's no way. So my question, my, my question is, is like, I want to know, like, I reached out to my daughter's father and he still refuses to reach out to my child. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why. Cause he probably got some chick over there telling him he better not go see them and stuff because of he she thinks if you see the kid you might take something away from her or he might see you or something like that. She's one of them better ones. Mm -hmm. It can go like that too, you know. It who you, who you partner with it holds a lot of weight on you. How old as is a she? as a person, she's out of diapers. She's sixteen. See, now why wouldn't he want to want to see it? Like, after like 16, you don't have to do but so like much. after 16 years um i went you know to the house and try to make amends mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you know they swapped numbers but he never reached out and it's like i don't want to tell you that's the type like of i don't want to get involved i don't want to send him a text i don't want to you know what i mean like i don't want to do any of that so it's just like how do you it's over for you to do it Mm -hmm. Because she's 16 and we'll just have to wait for when she feels, if and when she feels as though she want to be involved with her father. Mm -hmm. She says that she really doesn't uh, want to anymore because she has my husband. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they have a great relationship. As long as she knows you tried. Yeah, it's like, like well, like I mean? for me from the inside, um, just being in that mix of that, you know, that three parent household, you can say, of absent parent. When I finally talked to my my biological father, you know, I always ask him, like, why didn't you come for me? Like, why didn't you come see me? Even when you came out of jail, you didn't still come looking for me. And you know what he said, because of his his history of his life, it was better to leave me in a household that was stable. That him coming in and making it unstable for a moment of just trying to act like he was going to be my father forever and he wasn't he admitted he wasn't because he was more addicted to the lifestyle he had it was the life that he wanted he loved that lifestyle and he said him just coming in and acting like he was going to be there was going to basically be a lie to me so he said 
why I take that away from you when I was out on the outside looking in and I saw you love and I saw you healthy and I saw you moving forward and you were looking like nothing was bothering you. So it was nothing, no reason for me to step in. And I'm like, it was, you were my father, you were my biological father. Like how am I supposed to know, you know, who I am completely without knowing you? And, you know, and he was like, well, that's just the way that I looked at it. And um, I mean, a lot of it was true. You know, my dad did keep us together, you know, in a, in a, in a family style household. It was stable. It was healthy environment, you know, for the most part. My mom was the wild one. My dad was the stable one. So, you know, <laughs> on my dad's side, we were stable. On my mom's side, we were party animals. But overall, we were, you know, safe there. And that's what he said. Like, you know, why come in and interrupt that? What would, what would have been the benefit of him interrupting that? I mean, at least you got a better answer than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think he had, I think he always knew that I was going to, somebody, one of us was going to ask him that question. So yeah. let him prepare himself for it. And I was the one that basically really, um, took time out because when my mom passed away, you know, I, I really was, I got one more parent here on earth, like a biological parent. And I took the time out, went to his house. He let me come in and I said, you know, we're going to square this away. I want to hear your side right. of the story. You know, I don't care how old I am. I, I want to hear this side of the story. I feel like my mom told me her side and that was all good. But now I want to hear your side. And um, and that's what he told me, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't even be mad at him because he stood up as a man and told me the truth. Mm -hmm. wow. But I told him, like, no, like, I needed you. I did need you. No matter what, it was going to be better to have two fathers than one, one father. father yeah. <laughs> so you thought, right? You deal with none mm -hmm. of the mess that he was talking right. about, right? <laughs> and so you know, he had real bad addictions. Oh, he had a really bad street life. He was always getting locked up. Mm -hmm. He was, um, he was just oh man, all the way out of control. So, but you know, um, I still wanted to have some answers, and I got and I, and I got closure on that. You know, I got it wasn't what I wanted, but I got closure on and I could understand that. I mean, at least I was could say to myself, I was blessed to at least have a stepfather that stood there and still here. You know, I'm literally at an adult age and he is still there being a grandfather to all my children presently. And and my father still hasn't came around. So co-parenting is definitely one of those things that if you are coming in to be a step parent. Please come into knowing that you that the woman has children and, and, and make it stable. Yes, make it stable. Come with love. Come with assessments. As much as you yeah. care to provide whatever you bring in mm -hmm. to the table for the woman. Mm -hmm. You know, like we always said, you know, it's a package deal. Mm -hmm. And and if you if you're a woman, I'm gonna put it this way, you know. Not, just the dating thing, but you know, the shacking up, the living together, the getting married, all from from there all the way. You're accepting these children along mm -hmm. with this woman, and they have needs, you know. And your job is to have a healthy relationship with the woman mm -hmm. and, and a healthy relationship with the children. Right. No matter overall, I feel represents a man. Yeah, I feel like as a man. I feel as though like my father was a coward. 
-hmm. and still is until this day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I sat him down and I have asked him questions and he could never give me a direct answer. Mm -hmm. so and I think that hurts me more, mm -hmm. you know, than for him to like, you know, like say, just tell me the truth. Like, mm -hmm. like, like our father did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to this day, he won't admit like nothing. You know, some um some men I would say won't have no excuse, you know. They and, and on top of that it was because they wasn't but do you, like they do wasn't you think, taught like, to if, love yeah in the first place. So right. that, that the relationship was never based on love, it was just based on, you know, a sexual uh place. That's it. And that's the hard part because a lot of people shack up on a sexual place instead of having a relationship, and then when a child is born. They want to flee, run away, and, and not come the, around. In the younger, in the younger days, you know, and mm -hmm. I mean, the things that some people had done, created children and stuff, and done not milk. I mean, you got famous people that got a whole slew of kids and stuff like yep. that from state to state. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't look back. They just they 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 pay child support. Yeah. And don't even look back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's more than that. Co-parenting is definitely more than that. And, and at least kids. me knowing that, that this person is one day going to be an adult. You're still going to have to face the consequences of your actions, no matter what. Yeah. You know, and I always say that um, a lot of people that grow up with parents like that grow up to be great human beings. And that is the, the breaking of that generation, you yeah. know. Because they, they we have to do. be better than than our our parents. We want to be better than our they parents. Too, if they have one strong parent, mm -hmm. because children need rules. Right. They have to grow up with rules and mm -hmm. discipline. I'm not saying now we can't sit up here on the podcast and say, you know, knock the child out, <laughs> beat him or whatever. You know, we can't say beat your child. Right, but the child needs discipline. You know, we're not trying to confuse nothing. Yeah, it's hard when you don't get no answers. Um, certain situations. I waited thirty something years for an answer. You know, I, like I grew up with knowing that I had twin sisters for my father's side, and I didn't know them until I was an adult. I, I was on my fourth child when I met them. Like, oh. you know, so um. And then we had to build kind of a relationship as adults. You know, that's crazy that we had to build a relationship as adults. When my mother had an open door policy, she never, she never let my father's side of the family not come to our house and see me. You know like what? if my uncles came over, they could see me. And when my grandma wanted to see me, she'll let them see me. It was everybody from the household except him. Yeah, like I have eight siblings. And wow. I didn't know that I had other six siblings. Wow. Okay. And wow. so I was 21 years old. Mm. Okay. And the reason how I found out it was because my oldest sister came looking for us. Oh, okay. For me and yeah. my younger sister. And my dad has like all these family members, and I don't know any of them. Mm. Mm. And see, and that, 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 that puts a dent on the bloodline, you know, on that lineage. How are you supposed to know? 
Like, how are you supposed to know that you could be looking right at your sibling? Yes, yeah, right at your girl, grandmother, your uncle. Yes, you could look at anybody yes, and just. I've known it happen. I've known it happen. And living in the same well, city. Well, it happened. <laughs> right, it, it happened to me. I would get on the bus and the lady was like, "Wasn't you just on here not too long ago?" I'm like, no, ma'am. Like, I wasn't just on. So when I was younger, she like, girl, somebody just came. You must got a twin. That's what she said. said to me. You must got a twin. And I used to laugh. I said, well, maybe my twin sisters look like me. Until we met, we look like triplets. We We're all three look alike. We're going to put this on the table right now. We're going to so, put this on the table right now. Uh -huh. None of these parenting skills that we're talking about that we we have gained over the years that we use or anything or anything that happens between the co-parents is the child's is not the child's fault mm -hmm. the child's not responsible for how a parent parents let's go to number one rules as a co-parent know that you have a child know that you have a child. <laughs> know acknowledgement. That, yeah. yeah acknowledge <laughs> number two Respect the time in that in that present place. Respect it. Mm -hmm. Take your eyes and your ears off of the mother and focus strictly on the child. That's number two. Mm -hmm. Let's go to respect. Number three, bring wisdom to your child. You know, bring that understanding that this is a child that is going to grow up one day to be an adult. Do not bring no negativity into that child's life. Bring now, positivity. Don't come over there and say, why he got that shirt on? Right, or you, you know, know I mean? or, or anything like that. Just say, you know, do you have a change of clothes? <laughs> and five, <laughs> anything, any responsibility. Off when you get it down the street. <laughs> five, I'll say any responsibility you, you can take off of the mother and split. That that's greatly appreciated because there's not one person in the in the parenting. It's not is. one that should do more than the other. It's a parenting. It's a pair. They split equally. Yeah. One shouldn't be responsible more than the other. So whatever you can take off of the mother, because mothers, as mothers, especially the involved mothers, we're not thinking about what you could possibly be doing. We're doing everything we need to be doing. So well, doing just take house, something. May not be what you do in your house, right? And that's okay. fine too. Just so, keep it over there. <laughs> so yeah, keep that stuff over there. We keep our stuff over here. But the child knows to mm -hmm. what extent. And what things that they can do at each of the parents' house, mm -hmm. you know, and they also know what they can do or say when the parents come together to meet to, you know, share this child. Yes. And also too, um, I'll say, you know, if if it becomes a problem with trying to find co-parenting or trying to get to that level of co-parenting, then don't go ahead and bash the, the mother for that. Just go ahead and just handle stuff legally because what you're doing is just creating that barrier, that 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 wall barrier that you don't need when you come to your child. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead. I just say, man, woman, just cut that out and just go. That's why it's legal they stuff in, have, in, in yeah, there. Legally, it's legal system. You know, you know it's a legal system. But the legal system is not always the answer. You know, it's you not. But in some ways, you got to go you there know, because most of the time, people use their relatives as mediators mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know what i mean and I don't i'm think really trying to talk uh, um talk about parents in the household as a team, right as a team. right and right the household. right don't have to be together exactly just staying as a team you know what I and mean? that's what it should be about you know i mean i raised my son my third oldest son until he was 13 
he wanted to go with his father pack your stuff up and go you know like <laughs> pack yourself it ain't that yeah. easy but at the end of the day i feel like he wanted to go with his father to his father's house yeah. it didn't take the responsibility off of me and it didn't make me you know not being in his life we still co-parenting but that was the part of co-parent that comes with co-parenting sometimes the yeah, children want to say you primarily to go with their father but still right. want the mother involved too. you have to keep right so <laughs> you know he wanted to go with his father his father said he wanted him okay well then now we're going to co-parent mm. i still take him to his doctor's appointments i still make sure that he's healthy and fine if he wants to escape his dad house for a little bit want to come over here on this side i go get him if he need money cash happy you know <laughs> it works it works that's a and honestly i mean at the because he's that age i don't even talk to his father and if his father need like at the beginning his father needed some things for me gave it to him that was it you that's know right. it was close. nothing bitter about it i did feel no type of way that he wanted to go with his father that's his father mm -hmm. <laughs> like so sometimes women feel so mad that they won't go with their father that it brings that that kind of like that anger in the household but i'm like i can't be mad this is his father so y'all had a plan it we had a plan. We just, plan. we just was well, like, okay. Well, it started to be plan. a plan. It came into a plan. Yeah, I'm like, look, you want to go with you? What do you want to do? He would have said no. That's fine by me. I was already. He already was over here. His primary was residence was at my house. Yeah. But he said, bring him. Okay. You know, and that's how it is. And um, that's how it's been now for a year. Right. And people be like, oh my god, how can you have let him go? I'm like, he's. 13 like mm -hmm. i don't hug them hold them change every diaper fed them every bottle yeah i didn't have that problem with my um ex-husband nor um his ex-wife or anything or whatever we just ran the kids over there. come on in you want something to eat <laughs> what you got <laughs> and more so came we from my older two sons my older two sons father did not want to co-parent with me he didn't want to co-parent with me from a different household he wanted to only co-parent with me in the same household he wanted to be with me mm -hmm. so because he couldn't be with me he decided he didn't want to be a parent at all so See, when I got with my right. ex-husband and we had a great relationship um when he, my son decided you know by him that he wanted to go with him hey this is what I wanted from my oldest my oldest two kids there you know I wanted him to have that relationship go with him for the weekend or go with the weekend come with me with for the weekend you know things like that he became bitter so fast that it was hard to co-parent mm. it was hard to co-parent you know and even when i did go knocking later on like you know what bitter? i'm gonna go ahead and not keep on holding i didn't have nothing to hold against him but i, I just thought he wouldn't hold nothing against me after so many years let me knock on the door and let me see if um right. And he'll decide to co-parent with me now. Like he might be over the situation, and he still wasn't over the situation. <laughs> Do you think the kids like uh, so the uh, children are adults now? Do you still and maybe if they still don't have, like you said, uh, sixteen years old, still don't have a relationship with your father or mother? Do you think that you grow up an absence? You grow up with something's missing. You're gonna have that feeling of something is missing. Like my children are now adults. My two older sons, they feel like something is missing. You know, 
like their grandmother passed away a few weeks ago. My son, my son was like, well, I don't even know how to feel. I don't know her. He said, if my father walked past me right now, I wouldn't even know my that was other, him. My other daughter, she's How? That comes with co-parenting too, showing them their family side, you know, like, geez, you can't be responsible for everything. Sometimes once they see them, they're like, okay, I saw them. And then they know them. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way my daughter rolls. She's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're my people. Then okay. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that want to be involved with her. They be involved with Mm -hmm. her. The ones that don't want to be involved with her don't want to be involved with her mm-hmm. and don't make the effort to be involved with her. That would be her father. Right. So co-parenting will open up that co-family, that other side of that family. Without that co-parenting, it's hard to even get that other family to but be involved. But it's rare that you see mm-hmm. that now. It's very rare mm-hmm. because a lot of people be like, okay, well, I wouldn't. You don't want to be part? Okay, fine. I'll just you know, keep it pushing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I'm it's sorry. like, how can the people really change, like change? They got to want to, mm-hmm. you got to really want, want better. To. You got you yeah, want better. You got to think about the kids first, you know, and just put aside what I feel about you and how we didn't make it. It didn't get along or whatever. Look at that. We made a beautiful person together mm-hmm. a beautiful person together you know what i mean and that's all we can say is, is we made a beautiful person together and we got to make sure that this person survives mm-hmm. you know and be a asset like or something in the, in the world not just you know be here and don't want to be a menace to society or something like that or we don't want to be pipeline them to prison mm-hmm. or kill them right what what comes out of the other side of no of so the the absent fa- um father and mother not co-parenting yeah psychological what, psychological yes psychological uh trauma All physical um traits because they start to so, show physical traits yep. of how they walk how they talk and how they move how they respond children. to life um and it makes up you know like for it so it's kind of like we need two parent households. I I I spent a great deal of time, probably like an hour. I mean, like you know, like a year ago, spent a great deal of time just talking to men and bringing them back to the household. Like, look, you need to go home, or you need to fix yourself and get a job so you can go get your children. Like, if that's all you want is a job to go get your children, I'll help you find a job to go get your child. You know what I'm saying? To go spend that time with that child. I and heard it worked. Few men say that. I heard a few men say that, but you know what? If you are out there and you're one of the men that need to get your kids back mm-hmm. or spend time not even just the men women a parent period if you need to get your kids back you need to do the right thing and you need mm-hmm. to do the things that you need to be doing because let me tell you something the legal system will take away your rights mm-hmm. and then if you won't be able to yeah I mean, and then some, you know, some women, they, they abandon the child once the father not in the household. So both parents are gone, you know, and, and just raised by the streets. And that's a lot going on here in Camden. Like mothers start to become so numb and they're given so many opportunities to become numb now 
or their rights is always going to be there no matter how bad they they struggling so they leave them and then they come back they leave them and then they come back and you know it's a lot of and then a lot of men grow up without even knowing how to be loved by a mother or accepted by a father so the co-parenting wasn't there from either part and then we have men that struggling to try to figure out how they supposed to be in life. They only know what the streets sort of, you know, and then they want to clean up their life and then well, they can't. This is what I'm going to So it's a hard, it's a hard thing. This is what I'm going to teach you, okay? So this is, this is the plan, okay? Yeah, let's go into the book real fast. Yeah, the book says that a clear plan can help. Your family will run more smoothly if you know what's expected okay if you know that you're gonna go over there and she gonna be hostile or he gonna be hostile you need to check your attitude at the door before you get there okay check yours okay you gotta bow down okay the book don't say that but right she's <laughs> looking down. at it like where's the same bow right. down right we we got some notes here we see you with but you gotta bow down and come up with a strategy so you don't show this stuff. Put up a nice forefront in front of the children, you know? Mm -hmm. And then y'all got, you have to come to agreements with each other that, you know, if the mom say, okay, you're bringing him back at 4.30 and we're having dinner at 5.30, please do not take him to eat ice cream at 3.15. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> That's gonna mess up your chances of getting compared. It is it's rules to it. It is. You just have to just say yeah. You have to say no to the child, and you have to say, "Here, here's three dollars." When Miss Salty come through tonight, you got to, oh, you got to eat dinner first. That's just like my situation. <laughs> my son, he's um, right? he's good at basketball and football. So you know my uh my uh son's father he tells me um you know he's good at football and i'm like he's good at basketball you know like he's good at both so i signed him up for basketball camp i felt like um you know wanted to put him in basketball when his dad went behind my back and put him in football so now i ain't thinking about neither one of y'all because when did they did they ask the kid did they ask the child so i asked what him i asked him at first i asked him but his dad did not ask i did i said you know what you want to go to basketball it's a basketball camp you know they they got um scholarships going on i'm gonna sign you up he says yeah because he loves basketball he loves them both greatly but um so then now i talk to the father co-parenting like look i'm picking him up the camp is for 10 days he's just gonna stay down here at my house i'm gonna be taking him to or from so we won't have to worry about it you bringing him back and forth and gas or whatever whatnot He's like, okay. And then next thing you know, he says, uh, I'm going to go pick him up. He said, oh, I can't go. Dad signed me up for football. I said, what? No, he did not. You know, but then now I had to make that decision. Do I want to get hostile or I want to back down, you know, as a parent? And I back down. I back down as a parent because guess what? At the end of the day, I felt like, you know, he, how he was happy with his father and his father made a decision, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go ahead and, um, I'm not going to go ahead and battle his father over. He be going to basketball. He's going to go to football. 
the whole point was to keep him active and let him do something that was gonna make him happy. So I had to chuck up my feelings and not show no feelings and do what you said and just bow down. I had to go ahead and just do what I had to do. So I won't be um I won't be mad. And we could still go co-parenting and we ain't gotta worry about none of that. I really ain't lose out because it was a scholarship. I'd rather him just spoke to me from the very beginning and said, yeah, it's like, okay, I want to sign him up for football. Don't sign him up for basketball. But it's one of those situations that I really want to knock down the door and wave it for force. Like, but I was like, you know what? Okay, here goes the co-parenting part. Let me just, so what I did was I rallied up all the kids from out the hood and took them down there. And we all was on the sideline at the football game. Dad was in the corner hiding out because he saw that I was present there. You know, we all from the side like, ah! So, you know, we still dominated over there. He was like looking at me like she's a mess. But I still won. As a co-parent. It's easy ways to go ahead and win and not look so shady, but I had to get that in. But co-parents are still working. We've been talking about uh, (laughs) co-parents. You know, whether you're together or apart yes. with the other parent, you know, we want to welcome uh, Fred to the podcast. Yes. What's up, Fred? How you doing? This is Mogul Queen. Yes. Uh, Mogul Queen, uh, tell me a little bit about what you do. Oh, man. All the way around, just um, public speaker, nonprofit organizer, have a nonprofit named Rare Jewel Nonprofit Organization here in the city of Camden. I also have an MQ consultant agency where we uh, advocate um, for special needs children and children with mental impairment in the school system and in the juvenile justice system. Also, just taking in everyday topics with trauma and mental <laughs> impairment, um, seminars, and um, keep it popping. just keep it all the way around keep moving. It and and uh, co uh, host some time to time with Janie Smanny on the Comfort Level <laughs> Podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. Wow, thank you, thank you. <laughs> got a long voice. <laughs> well, I just kept this short, but it, it's long. Thank you so much. So we were just saying that uh, co-parenting is teamwork. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff, you know, just we went over some rules, and we felt like the first thing the rule was just um the first rule was acceptance, like accept that you're gonna have to co-parent with this other parent, the other parent. And um, the second rule was put some respect in between y'all, knowing that y'all, the child is looking up to both of y'all co-parents and, and noticing that y'all still there, no matter if y'all together or not. So the respect boundary has to be there in place for this to work. And then number three was, I don't remember, but you could put it through number <laughs> three if you felt like, uh, like uh, from a man's point standpoint. Well, the uh, discipline and the rules yeah. over, yeah, that's, that that's are different in each household. Like with discipline, but I want to say this. I I think it's still. It might be a final frontier, like a new concept, a foreign concept, real co-parenting. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you why. I remember when I was it younger. Is. So years back, I never forget when my daughter. My daughter's 23 now, and I think she was. I don't know, four, five, six, right? Mm-hmm. And um. Her mother had another child, another guy. And um, I never forget, my mom wanted to have like a thing and she wanted the family to come and she wanted me to, to invite her. So I had to invite her even though it wasn't together. 
had to invite her, and then she had to invite her other baby's father. So we had to coalesce, and then she did the same thing to my brother. Mm-hmm. He's married, and then he had to meet. He had to. Everybody had to come <laughs> and have a good time, and it was like the weirdest foreign concept for me. And it was like my mom <laughs> first did that, and I was like, "What? You want you want me to do what?" I know. I was like, "Hold on, wait, did wait, wait." Yeah, we did it. We did it, and um, I never forget having that conversation with um my daughter's mom's other kid's father. We sat in that yard for about an hour or two. Wow. Well, and we had so and we had already had um uh disagreements like prior to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that could have got uh a little bit hostile, but that that whole yeah, thing and then you know, so I would say line, line of communication and it's all gotta be about the kids. It's all got to be about the kids. Mm-hmm. It's always got to you know, be about. It can't be no games. It can't be no no an underlying romance going on. It's got to be about the kids and it works. Well, you know what? I don't even think it was about the kids that day. It was about your mom. No, I, so my mom. So yeah, <laughs> your yeah, mom it was. Be about together. Yeah, it was. Sometimes it was. it's not even just about yeah. the kids. It's about so, other family no, members. No, no, it was about my mom. It's my mom. She didn't like that when I made arrangements for my child it had to be separate from her sister she didn't like that it had to be arrangements that we had to have agreements we had to talk and it had to be around another kid or i couldn't talk to her while i'm with my girl or she can't talk to me while she's with her man but do you know how the other kids feel when the one kid goes off with their father and they got nobody and their father doesn't come yeah that, that's, and that's you don't have you don't have control of that. I was that, I was one of those kids, you know. So my brother would go places that I couldn't go, you know. So um, I, I know what that's like. But yeah, it's gotta what be about the like? kids. Yeah, so you know, you, you want to go? You want to? Yeah, I want to groom my brother. You know, <laughs> you probably want to go groom my brother. And it was my older brother, so it was like whatever my brother did, I did. You know, you know, he got a big brother. It's like whatever my brother mm-hmm. did was cool. <laughs> whatever I see my brother do, I wanted to do everything. Right, right, right. You know, that's, that's true, that's too. People never really they don't they don't know, get that part that when they siblings and they come from different parents, but no, I they'd be like, Ain't your dad, sit down. I know, and that's that kind of the hardest that's, thing that's, that's, to hear. That's the worst. That's a real that's hard thing to hear. That's the worst. And that's why you my, know what my ex-husband, he never did that. I had a, a child that wasn't his. We weren't together, but we were still married, but when he came and got his kids, he got her too. You know what I mean? Even, and, but he never tried to be a father to her. You know what I mean? My other boyfriend was a father to her. But wasn't a father. He was a father to her. So, father figure. Yeah, we need that. I mean, if, if you're not their biological father, and that she has other children, just, just be a mentor. On. You know, be that a responsible on. man mentor. Like, just showing that mentor guidance, like okay, yeah, clearly the other parent is absent. Yeah, so just look at it. In my life, mm-hmm. it made a real difference in my life. A big, huge difference. And I, you know, <laughs> I was, you know so I, I mean, that's what I look a, at it. I was looking to have a male figure, but I still had a mentor too. Mm-hmm. You know, because when my my male figure is busy paying the bills, mm-hmm. so it couldn't be the um, involved and active father I needed. And sometimes, you know, we need mentors because of the certain lanes that we go in and our father, our parents don't don't know that lane. You know, like my mother, she could never navigate me where I was going. 
she only so she only knew to just step back and just listen to what I needed and just gave me what I needed to keep on moving forward. But so she didn't know. Real so I you know, another question too, or a statement. A, a, a parent that's not involved with their child, like say as of now, like how how is it? To, to start the process of trying to communicate with this with these children. You know what I mean? How do you get there? What is the I say step? accept is just let them express themselves. I say. Because you know it's gonna come with some no, type of no, expression. No, these children are gonna no, say no, something. No, I'm saying they have a a, a a parent that you can't penetrate, that is it's hard to penetrate. Well, the only thing that can work is routine. They know routine, they know consistency, then it would just be like I know of that guy, but I don't know. Or I know of that girl, and I don't know. You know, and that 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 comes up becomes a part of their character. So it's like you got to be there. It, people don't realize how important it is to be there and how impactful it is for a kid to have you there and support you in doing all these things. You know, mm -hmm. they don't. They even don't. if it's even if it's just like you have to fit it in as, as a schedule, even if it's a phone call or a visit. You have to start there at, at, at the minimum is starting there. They sit here and they say, oh, it takes a village to raise a kid, but you won't let the kids say that. that they they name my Yeah, I mean, it does take a village, but, you know, other yeah, other yeah, parents yeah, say, too, know, like, the mom ain't no good for them, even, or the and, dad and, ain't no good And they have stepbrothers <laughs> and sisters and stuff like that. These kids don't feel like we feel, well, you know what thing. I mean? It's That's like my brother. We sit on two, we speak on both sides of our tongues because we say, you know, we'll say, uh, it takes a village. We don't see no new friends and That's all this, nobody and all this, that, and the third. Yes. It's, it's real. Like, hold on. So, we take a village. It took a village back in the day. It don't take a village no more because the village left. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> the village left. Yeah, well, that's the reason why. Because I mean, now they like, all right, we can't get in the household and tell you what to do. The village used to really tell the parents how to raise the child. Now that they push the village away, now the village, like, oh, that ain't how you supposed to raise a child. No, that's just our village. Now, I'll say this. It's that's our, our that's our village. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The the, the Israelis, the Arabs, the Spanish, the Latins, the Europeans, everybody else all function as a village. We're the only ones that don't quite <laughs> get the village concept. And that's why we all struggling. That's why we all broke. That's why we can't ever work together. All right. You know, when that changes, then things other things change. But yeah, we're the only ones that ain't figure out the village. <laughs> so we're, trying to we're all we're, we love individualism. That's what we are. We're individuals. That's what we are. Right. Until we figure out how to not be individualism. We individualism, never have what we, we know how to move call. like a collective and you know our consciousness will change until then. Everybody will probably still be individuals. And I think that's the I mean because listen my There's mom no unity. My mom, yeah. she was more than like a co-parenter. She was like the village mother. You came in to 230 South 27th Street, you had to abide by those rules. Yeah. If no. you messed up, That's you're going much. to get it just like her child was going to get it. She told the parent the rules. Listen, in this house, this is what we're going to do. Your child don't listen, your child's going to get it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear nothing. Dumb yeah. parents left them children yeah. there for one because they knew it was under love. Like my mom wasn't going to do it just to be, you know, ignorant or blankly just abusive. And my mom didn't hit kids. 
but she just was good. like if they get on my last nerve Boundaries. the very last nerve is over they gonna get it but my mom my mom had a mama had a routine you gonna get up you're gonna go ahead and get some breakfast you're gonna clean we're gonna dance my mom used to try to teach us how to perform that's what she wanted us to perform <laughs> for her so stuff. she used to have teachers dancing wanted us to learn dancing so we could perform my mom loved to be entertained so she did that with all the kids the boys too they had to learn how to be boy <laughs> dance and all that you gonna dance too and then you know she after that she had the backyard already set up swing set pools everything we go out in the backyard she was building don't bother her now this is the time that she gonna have her time to herself don't you come in that room knocking on that door she don't care what's going on don't come knocking on that door since she came out the room nobody bothered her people used to always say how you can have so many kids in a household and not stress yourself i'm out of like because they listening to me <laughs> like, I was like they listening to me and now that i have six kids i'm like man i need a bad book i need the book that she had you know and that was basically on parenting to co-parenting and you know it all comes down just, to to basically showing the kids that you there for them my parents had a school different ways had of a school on, you know how what it is to be responsible what it is to have accountability mm -hmm. and it, it will always seem to us like nagging but yeah as we got older we realized how important all those things was because mm -hmm. that's you know i couldn't tell me I, my house wasn't like the third right you know my parents wasn't <laughs> yeah know, so it was like so it comes down to that the parents have to be i'll say that you know to end this cycle of no co-parenting or trying to get to that point of co-parenting you really need to co uh having co-engagement speaking with the person that you're talking to just in case y'all go to that next level and y'all have a child you got to know what the other parent is going to be willing to do you know people don't figure it out until it's too late until the woman is pregnant and then the man say oh right. let me run real fast before she even get a hold of my name and figure out who i am no. and then go ahead See, and not be the father usually you're in agreement oh yeah we want to have 10 kids until no, nah, they you don't go that kids. far. This they no, ain't even the saying it. And then you break up. That's from four And guys. then you can't agree on anything. Four they ain't guys. even talking about it. children. They talking about how it. good they each other look. And when it's time, it's time. They ain't never talked about how many kids they was gonna have. That's what I'm saying. Or they ain't ever talked about or, that. Or, or, they didn't even think they was gonna have a child. Or that we live in America. And you gotta have about six figures in order to be able to take care of some kids. If not, you better go down to the building and get welfare, food stamps, and all that crap. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody talks about that because once you get in that zone, then you you've started the marginalization the marginalization line. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's that's why and it's only there for us. It's like only we do it. That's why most of the single parents are disgruntled because the mothers or or the father whoever the parent the custodial parent mm -hmm. has to seek services from the government so they mm -hmm. get the food stamps the medication oh, stuff or whatever mm -hmm. and then the other mm -hmm. absent parent is responsible to pay child support and sometimes they had to become poor <laughs> you know what i mean and but it still doesn't make up for co-parenting though it doesn't but that's why he's mad or she's mad that's not co-parenting that's 
You know what that's, I mean? That's the financial part of it all. That's, that's, what, that's <laughs> what we're saying. That's, but that'd be the first thing to separate the parents from vehicle parents. That's, allow, that's, allow, that's allowing the system to allow that your 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 child's your child's father to be to be uh, to be sucked dry by the system. That's creating financial hardship on the father of your kid. That makes. It I feel like this was financial hardship from the beginning because if a father was financially listen. stable, they wouldn't even had to been put on child support. The That's father was going to give up some money anyway. In, in some cases, so I'll talk about my case. In my case, <laughs> my, I, in my case, my daughter had a thousand dollar wardrobe. I was the guy that was listening to Biggie, putting five carrots in my daughter's ear. Mm-hmm. My daughter's wearing Coogee outfits as a little kid, talking about the little two or three hundred dollar outfits. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's where I was, and it didn't stop her mom from putting me on child support the moment we separated, the moment we broke up. Of you course it did. <laughs> so it didn't matter what my daughter's wardrobe uh-huh. was, and that child support caused a strain, and not only my ability to be able to sustain myself, but also maintain my daughter's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's what that caused. It didn't help me. It didn't. It didn't make my job easier. It right, made right. your job easier. Right. It made your job harder, and it made my job harder. So who right. won? Nobody, Nobody wins. wins. The government. The government wins. Right. So how does that help? No, that doesn't help at all. So you have to have, that's why I say it has to start with the second one, that responsibility and that, you know, that knowing the responsibility because when me and my ex-husband decided we was going to separate, we went downtown and got legal custody of our children. And the judge said, what about the financial part? And I said, we're going to take care of it on our own, judge. You know what I'm saying? But that comes with being mature and knowing that these are our children. And knowing the other person, the person you had a child with, you know, all of that came in. We're going to keep them out of our our relationship, whether he gave it to me or not. I just kept them out. Y'all was smart. Y'all was smart. That judge only because I just I just knew that he had in that system so he can get some of that that money. Right. I mean, because it just comes as a routine, you know. Mother, what do you want? You want child support? You know. Hold on, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean the financial week? He said that was the easiest case he had all week. And I was like, you know, because we already knew what we wanted. We went in there knowing that it was only about the children. It wasn't about us anymore. And that is the main thing. Because you got to keep this parenting about the children. You know, it's not about Mm -hmm. you. The kids, the kids suffering. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And the kids got to uh, also, you know, you know, when you said and stuff, like you don't want the kids coming. Well, when I'm at dad's house or when I'm dad or dad this and that this and you don't do the, don't don't allow the kids to play one against the other. I mean, if the dad is present, mom, at the end of the day, you still got to take care of your responsibility. So like. Oh, yeah, I ain't saying that. You don't got, you don't got, you know, yeah. just talk to the father and see what can he come up with. Yeah. What can he do? That's what I'm saying. If he can't, they if he can't to. pay the child support or pay financially, well, then you watch him while I go to work. You be the babysitter while I go to work. Yeah. And if you now, if you're not agreeing with none of that stuff that I'm trying to do, that's not going to fit in the that financial man thing. Deserves to be on child support. That, Let's like go. That, that type of guy, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, What's yeah. Your name? Take that man's check because he's not from doing his own. He's not to spend time. The least right. He can do is, well, is, is play. The and if you there, if you know that they're there, they're not there for you. They're there for the child. 
And that's when like I, I see a lot of moms that be like, oh, I don't understand why he couldn't just give me the money because I don't like what they bought for the child. That wasn't your money. They wanted what they want to see their child in. How about this? I, I always tell people, how about you just go ahead and put this in? Split the closet. This the dad's side. This is his side. When he go with the baby, go with the dad. Put them all the stuff that the dad bought him. If it starts to wear and tear, the dad going there because this is all the clothes the dad bought. You put the stuff on the child that you want to see the child on the day the child with you. <laughs> easy. It's an easy fix, but people want to see this stuff their easy way instead of seeing it the way that's going to fit for the child. Now, there's been times where I had to not allow my son to take certain clothes home because the brother is just, you know, it's just, so it's, it's a thing when you got a kid, your mom's got other kids, and then mm -hmm. your clothes for your kid gets parted in the brothers and sisters. We're not talking about when he grows out of it. We're talking about brand new clothes, underwear, socks. You know, right. Clothes. That yeah, comes down to that McDonald's situation like, that went viral on Facebook. <laughs> like, the dad came over with the McDonald's for the one child that was his, but the other kids. And I don't, they, I didn't do that. Look, this, this is my thing. <laughs> This remember the McDonald's situation? You remember that a couple yeah. of months ago? Our son would call me. Oh my G! How would you respond right? to that? Uh, would you do something like that? So listen, I'm my you son. Let me tell you, my son would call me, and listen, my son got access. He can call me. He can call his uncle. He can call his aunt. He can call a fiance. <laughs> and you say I'm hungry, and they'll just cash out the money. Mm -hmm. But see what that does? It causes a pro it causes a problem with his it brothers do. and sisters. So yeah, he can go and say I can get some food, right? <laughs> get some pizza or a cheesesteak and sit around his brothers and sisters and eat. Then what? <laughs> you know, so no, I ain't never do that. I would I would take I would make sure if my son got something, make sure he had enough to share, or we out. We out, we eat, mm -hmm. we out, and then you know, you come back home and I mean that's fair your doggy bag or whatever, or we can come home and share with mm -hmm. your brothers and sisters. And, that's at least fair you know, enough. Or I'd make sure it's enough food in the house for all of them, because what what I'm not going to have my son do is feel weird because he got and his brother's because he, he got a breakdown. Yeah, he can't have nothing mm -hmm. for himself. So, you know, that's that's my thing. That's what I do with. <laughs> yep. It, it, it yeah, it's man. Kids can feel like that too, you know, slighted because, you know, they're not getting, but then you can't, you know, you can't allow your child out of that group of children not to have new sneakers because the sneakers got holes in them but so does theirs mm -hmm. and their so, dance is not buying and here's the here's my thing i deal with that now now it's a thing where because the other dad is nowhere to be found right my son looks different from the rest of his brothers and sisters all the time mm -hmm. so it's like it's got to be like where because i dress them a certain way i buy them certain clothes and then the next week, they're all wearing it. So it's like, in her, I think in her mind, it's how she, she uh, alleviates embarrassment and having to have one kid look better than the other. Mm -hmm. So she parts out everything. But it's just still, that's not my responsibility. That's all then, too. then for my son, when it's time to go out, I got to either get new clothes or find other clothes because you never got your stuff. You can't, you never got anything. You know, it just, it just got new stuff came in the mail last week. Anyway, whatever. See, I on the other hand, I really 
never thought about what the father could do. That's just me personally. Like I knew I had these children. I knew they came up out of me. That's when the dad did. looked at me, uh, look at them here. They don't really need nothing much, you know. But he still asked, like, what do they need? Yeah, I was like that. But too. I'm just, Why I cannot. Like, like I'm, if, if the father is doing for the one child, just if I had it like that, like one dad was doing that. one thing for the child and he was looking better, that would make me want to step my game up and make sure that my other kids look good on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they don't need to look like that because the father not around. They looking like that because basically nobody around. If you ask me, because all my kids came out the house looking the same. And they all ain't had the same father. Yeah. But I ain't playing them games. They all going to come out with all the fresh hair because I learned how to cut hair. What? I used to be sharp with it. Yeah. Just so all of them could come out the house having a haircut. You know what I'm saying? I want I'm I'm like that. I want all my kids. When you look behind me, you see all my six kids, they all look good. Even the one in the wheelchair. That one, she was polished for sure. Yeah, yeah, what I like to call parental initiative. You knew what they needed. So you just did it. You you compensated for where they fell short. So they had to go outside looking crazy Mm -hmm. next to his brothers and sisters. Like when it comes like the Christmas, Christmas. It was a settled Christmas. I kept it off of the presents because on their birthdays, that was my time to shine. Let them get what, and they didn't look like they could be jealous because it was their person's birthday, their brother's birthday. Oh, he wanted a PlayStation. Okay, I gave him the PlayStation. I could afford that one child. I couldn't afford getting a PlayStation or three PlayStations at Christmas or getting a lot at Christmas. So I will make it about that one child. My second oldest son is the real. I want to say the bougie one. He wanted hoodies shipped from another state, from California or something like that, and I had to do expression. So I had to, you know, I had to put it on birthdays so I won't have to do it on Christmas. But it worked, you know, it worked. And then, and when my when my ex husband would ask me what we was doing for um, our kids' birthdays, I'm like, you might look here go the bill, thousand dollars. You might just give me half, you know, give me half of it back, and he just give me my money back. You know, the, the, the birthday was going to happen without with or without him, but it was greatly appreciated. He gave me half of it so I could put him in there and say he gave me half of it back. But I, I never moved on assumption that I'm going to wait until the father gives me half before I buy something for the child. Whether the child, ha- I just can't. It just and wasn't going to work for me like that's that. Another thing so some that people don't move don't, unless that child support hit. They don't Kids don't get speakers to that child support hit. They don't get closer to the child support. The rent don't get paid to that child support. A lot that don't child get paid. Child support is being spent. You know what I mean? On never on kid. I know. I never seen my child support check. Uh-huh. I think I would have anyway. I know. So here's the thing. <laughs> he said he never seen it. I, I like what you said about the holidays. We got to move away from consumerism. I know we we plan that this year. We want to have the kids have everything they need. So on um, Christmas. We can just celebrate, have a good time, without having to spend a whole lot of money. Because if, um, I did the math. You know we spent. You know we spent. You know we spent thirty million dollars. Yeah. We spent no, 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 not thirty. We spent thirty billion dollars on between Christmas and Black Friday, probably double that amount. And there's only six billion people on this planet, right? They've been population been doing right it. it's six billion people on the planet so essentially black friday and christmas we can essentially solve world hunger for a day mm-hmm. and my 
mind you, you're not going to need to feed six billion people because half of them people already got cash, right? Matter of fact, 70 percent of people got cash. Thirty percent is poor. Half of them <laughs> struggling, right? So you got extra thirty, sixty billion dollars. You're going to feed people for days. Mm-hmm. And if we if we cut down the spin that we do on Black Friday and Christmas, we can solve well. Yeah, selfish. Poverty can solve itself if we start spending all that. Exactly, people are selfish and nobody's thinking that way. That's true. I just I thought that number. I said, hold on, wait. I think man, what's going on? Six million people. See, I have boys. They just want to eat. They just want their favorite meal. Dollars a piece to eat. I said, yo, that's the answer right there. But you can't tell people that you can't go shopping. I know we 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 can shop right. Well, for one thing, the money, no, the money won't be appropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah, we have um, a couple of comments. Yeah, shout out yeah, to uh, yeah, uh, Mindy. Mindy. Oh, yes, that's my sis. Uh, yeah. Mindy Gustin Williams. Thank you for um, shouting out to us on the podcast. She's been leaving us comments. Yeah. Michael. Coming all the way from the Midwest. Oh, I see. You know what that means. That is going to be Yes, but uh, Mindy says that uh, we are using such uh, wisdom, you know, it's not that uh, we're wise, you know, but we're validating the things that uh, we've been doing, the validating some of the things that work and don't work. She being modest. She being modest. We wise. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We wise for sure. Yeah. yeah. We wise. We've been through some things. You know what I mean? But you know, we just trying to build this uh informed parenting team, you know, keeping that communication open. We gotta start this now. So we start making it now. We start doing it now. 10, 20 years from now. This is all the stuff that I like. This right here. I like this little guy. It says all parents have disagreements, which is true. No matter what, you still go have like the football and the basketball thing. The 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 disagreement and the some tips is good. Don't pull your child into the disagreement, which is true. Do not fight in front of your child, especially about parenting issues. Which is a big one. Oh People does that all the time. time. Come here, don't your dad do this? And don't did your dad do that? Did he show up? Did he not show up? Did your dad say he was gonna give you a hundred dollars? Did he give you that? They do that all the time. I can't stand it. If your child sees or hears your your you disagree, make sure he or she also sees you solve the problem. That's major. I think that's definitely they don't ever see major. They don't ever see the results to see the problem being solved. Make sure your child knows he or she isn't to blame for your conflict. Like I said earlier, so many children commit suicide over that right there. They feel like there are the burden of their parents' problems, and, not and they commit suicide. Oh my God! I don't even know the rate, but this is a big one between co-parenting and um and and failed marriages. The parent, the children, automatically think in their mind, "Oh my God, this happened because of me." There's a lot of the disagreements happen in front of them without no solving of it. Yeah, yeah but they also need to communicate with the child as parents. You know what I mean? Because some parents think 
that kids are young and they don't need to be communicated with, right? And I had, I, I've dealt with women in my past who felt like that about her kids. And she had 10, 12, they were like, yo, wait, wait. You got to sit down and have conversations with them. Like, you really got to have, okay, whatever, lecture, whatever, right? It's you really your dad. Like I used it. to like him. I don't really like him no more. But we yes, both love does. you. Men yeah, and, and him don't get along. <laughs> but mom, we both I, love you. I would hear my mom say, don't ever talk about the mom. Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever do that, right? And But it made sense as I got older. Although I seem to, I seem to be... You know, have immunity against that that thing that thing she did. But anyway, I didn't do that with her. Um, you know, and she didn't let her do that with me when it came to the kids. So that was a good thing. And when I hear other parents do it, or when I go through with my son's mother, and it's like I can't have a conversation with him because you answer all his questions, you speak for him, and you want to also have. Uh, That's the worst thing. You, you know, need to you want to be pretentious. Or when I'm thing. just. You know, want to have a conversation with him, so just to see how he's doing. It's weird. Just it's to weird. see where his mind is at. Now, if you're speaking for him, he don't have a mind. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. if he does have a mind, he's scared to use it because of you. Mm-hmm. I said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it because yeah. I I always feel strongly like that. I can't stand for nobody to tell me how I feel. I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready to kill you. <laughs> yeah, Not literally, but we into something. We in a big heated argument when once you done told me how I feel. So let's put that on the record right now. Don't nobody tell me how I feel. I will let you know. Mm-hmm. For real, I can't stand that. Don't tell me. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't speak for nobody. Yeah, they gotta be way they say not, not coerced against their will. It's weird. Yeah, it's pretty hard when it comes to co-parenting. There's a whole bunch of different ways, but the one way, it, the one way I say is the easiest way to put it is just focus on the child. Focus on the child and just think of how would you feel if you was in the position that the child is in. A lot of us been in the position that the child was in, and we know what that felt like. Don't do the same thing to that child. You know, give your child, you should always want to give your child more than what you had. Yeah. And that even when it comes to love and acceptance, you know, that's on a hierarchy of needs. After love, water, I mean, after water and housing and um, air is love and acceptance. Everybody wants to be love and accepted, no matter what. And a lot of us become harsh, bitter, and things like that because Just we didn't that. get that love and acceptance. But Something somebody has says. to change it. Some people are our, just, our need more than just, 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 mm-hmm. just stink. You and know what I mean? When you see the other parent trying to be in the child's life, mm-hmm. you got to open up the door. Uh, you got to let them in. Even if you say, okay, I'm scared, you know, because you do this and this outside of our home. If I give you 10 minutes, to stand right here by the tree, by the steps, and don't go nowhere. You gonna have, you have to do that. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, to be for, like the for, first step of. I say this a lot of times for some people. If they grew up in a household where there's only one parent, a two parent household ain't gonna be real important. 
it's not going to be a core value. It can't be a core value. If you come up with a two-parent household and you think your mom did it all, then you feel like you know you can do the same thing. You don't. And, and, and it's a not fair. Household is not and necessary. it's not fair because so, what what you were able to handle as a child is not necessarily what these child children coming up today can handle. Mm-hmm. Well, right here it you says, "Pick I mean? a good so time to not talk." Fair for for me to say, yeah. you know, my dad was out the household and I'm good. It's yeah. not bad. Right. Well, yeah, right. I hear that a lot, too. <laughs> that's well, that's a know, big one. If, if we said the opposite, then there's a socioeconomic class of people that would feel highly threatened, you know. Yeah. But let's, let's stay out of that. <laughs> so, you know, it's by design. We just got to figure out that, hey, to be a play, hey, it's not supposed to be like that. We're not supposed mm-hmm. to be like that. We got to get through it. Like that. so that's true. We are. Out, I, I, that you could. For, to you like need this. to know that you're getting played. Yeah, because outside of here or outside of this environment, which is a lot of environmental poverty, is not, it is not stricken to being poor. It's environmental poverty. They keep it at a certain level of poverty in here to keep on continuing the, mo- the movement that they have going on within the, the city limits. And a lot of us that live within the city struggle with it because we live in it but certain places people and things are not stricken to it they come in and they actually increase their level of income coming into this environmental property but said so the whole thing is just made and designed to keep the households apart because it brings mm-hmm. in more revenue keeping the households apart inside of this exactly. stricken city of environmental poverty the whole thing is just to look at exactly how it is so it could keep on bringing in the revenue. And we walk through the city streets, we will see a lot of failed co-parenting, you know, and how does failed co-parenting look like, you know? So that's something we can say that is no parents in the city again. Nobody is, you know, taking responsibility for their children's actions and their children is, you know, manic in the street and there's mental, so much mental impairment. We need help, send help, send help, send help. But it's made like this. A lot of the, the requirements to get inside apartments, you can't have the father come with you, or you can't can't be two-parent household, you know, or quickly to get any kind of assistance. Do you get any financial help from the father? You know, oh, you don't? Well, you have to go get financial help. You have to go down there and sign up yeah, yeah. and put them on child support. Yeah, you know, or the father cannot be around the child at all. That's just what it comes down to. Like, these are the rules. That they put in the society so that already the mother, the mother yeah any parent any one of the parents mm-hmm. you know and it's not meant to be like that so but we we also we want to we talking about this so we can start modeling the behavior of how co-parenting should look this is how co-parenting should look we have given y'all some good pointers from in the book we also have it coming from three different households growing up even our live in person they have spoke. We would like to get some, you know, feedback from you as well. And, um, you know, just see how we could all come together to help parents co-parent. And like we said, it's not a substitute for professional advice. Right. It's not a substitute for professional advice. Sometimes you got to take it to the professionals. Go get help. Seek help for yourself. Professional advice all around. It's not even people. <laughs> Go to the professionals, to I say. So it, it takes for you yeah. know regular okay, people like us to talk about it if we can afford to go to the professional 
Right. Help us can't even afford that. Exactly. And the professionals, they want one, two, three hundred dollars an hour. Right. You know what I mean? So, so then, it's best that we just do the research, figure out how figure out how do we find virtue in you as a woman and me as a man. And how do we do the best for this kid? And the information is out there. Mm-hmm. We can do that, or we can just, you know, start cooning it and just keep, you know, yeah, grab a book and and start at one and right. go by the book. Well, the book says we should do this. Okay, well then let's try it for our daughter. It's the best place to hide something. You know what I mean? So be you don't want to find information It's what you have to do. You don't have to do, I mean, everything, but you have to stay involved. You got to be active in your child's life. You got to listen to the child. You have to teach the child. And they have to corrective, active, corrective, everything. You have to teach, you know, because that's basically what your job is. Hi, Christine. Um, Absolutely, basically what your job is, is you're a teacher. You become a teacher from the day your child is born. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Kids are always absorbing absorbing information. They just process everything. Even stuff that we don't think they process, they just process it all. So there's always a teaching moment. You learn something from everybody that comes around them too. So it's like... Well, we're going to take a little chance to let the live in person thank y'all for coming in and sitting in on the Comfort Level podcast with Jenny Smanny and me, Mogul Queen. So we like to, you know, take some more feedback from y'all. We would like to hear from y'all. Fred going legit. Yeah. Fred going legit. He went legit on y'all today. He gave y'all enough to know. He was active. You heard I wasn't. I was always. <laughs> so, to have good parenting, you know, both both of the parents got to be on the same page in order in order for it to work. If they're not on the same page, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? It will never right. work if they're not in the same page. You know, so it got is actually up to the parents if you know if it's all about the child or their selfish needs and emotions or whatever you know, they have going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, that really bothers me because it's not that hard to co-parent. It's not, you know, and, you know, and they, you know, the kid's mother and the kid's father, you know, they just, they're just stuck in their own selfish ways. It's the own selfish ways. The kids need to have a And then they take it out on the, on the kid by not providing you know, then the mom got to take them to child support, you know, so they got to be obligated to do what they need to do as a responsible parent. And I don't think that's right either, you know. Yeah. Or or yeah. they'll just they'll just cut the line of communication. Completely. Fighting. Yes, absolutely. And, and listen, yes. I, I've been I've been in a scenario, you know, I'm fighting when my son had his own phone line on my phone plan. And we still cut the line of communication. Then I don't talk to them. And the phone company, I'm still getting a bill from the line that you're still using. So I don't know if you change the number or whatever, but you know, I've had that. So that happens. They just break the line of communication. What can you really do? What can you really do about it? It's you know, now, now it's illegal. That is illegal. You're losing our rights. 
that that's illegal. That's just a denial of custody, um, interaction, and visitation is illegal. That's a thing. Yes. You can, yeah, you can yeah, that's, that's true. For that. That's so true. you know, women out there, just be careful because you know people are smartening up and parents are smartening up, and they will take you to court. And we definitely gonna stuff. bring it to the table. We're gonna bring all the issues to the table. So you better be careful out there because we're doing this in the protection of the children, the environment, the mm-hmm. future. You know, we got legacies to build. Yeah, that's always a problem. Your kid, your kids could be your biggest investment or your greatest experience. Exactly. They can make you cry. They can have you in there balling or have you in there celebrating. But that yeah. you gotta remember that they are yours. Yeah. They are yours, and you and know, I make the decision on whether you're going to the nursing home or you're getting that <laughs> woman in the house. That part too. That comes with it, though. It comes down to it, you know. That's where everybody goes. You that if you again. get to that age and that stage, you definitely going to feel like you need somebody. Listen, the work you put in and the kids, you know, they they have humility and they pay homage. Listen, mom, mom made me, mom, dad made me a millionaire, so they get they get the uh, beach house. Or you can have the moms like she's in the back, the mother's That's that's what mm-hmm. you get. That, that's 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 the alternative. So I want to be the dad where. You put me in a nice crib in the back with the, um, the, the lake house, or the pool house. I'm not going to the nursing home. My sister's living. <laughs> See, that's it, too. That makes it gives your kids a, a good feeling about it. What he said, and what he said is true. Mm-hmm. What he said is true because you know, some parents and stuff are just. They didn't think about the way. Who cares? Care about tomorrow. They don't care. care about tomorrow. And some of them just care what they can get out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going away faster. If right. you got something too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're gonna put you in that nursing home faster. They yep. sure will. Mm-hmm. Take so, all your stuff. So you especially if you got especially if you got an insurance policy and they find out about it, you're done. You yeah. hear me? Yeah. And the nursing home gonna already know that little wink means oh, get rid of them, good. Cause let me tell you, I'm a nurse, and these nurses so, ain't getting up to take care of nobody. In them nursing homes, mm-mm, you got one or two nurses that's actually doing their job. As we come, as we come to the end of the podcast, that was you. We, I want to let you know one thing that you didn't think of that if you're not parenting your uh, children right and you have a parent out there that wants to spend time with their child mm-hmm. that's child abuse yep. you're abusing your child yeah yeah exactly okay so that's what it boils down to child abuse it. and we're going to speak up about it right now it's child abuse so you got parents that want to spend time with their kids want to make sure and ensure that their kids have a better life by being a part of it and one parent is preventing it, it's abusive. Mm-hmm. Accountability's coming, ladies. That's right. And you can be accountable in a court of law. Yo, like it or not. <laughs> oh, we've been, we've been held yeah. accountable. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're the poster, the, the male is the poster child of I mean, sometimes it's not. We're always held accountable. Right. Everything we do is accountable, held accountable for. Okay? Everything. All right, we don't, have, we don't have a man, we don't have a sacred masculine group that protects us behind the scenes and protects our core values and and fights for for we don't we don't have that. There there's feminist groups 
and organizations. You know, a whole many, bunch of organizations. Right? So y'all we thought we were going to just That's how Isaiah got home. No, 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 no. So, so we, we, it's got to be fair. So it do. Now, now that women make money like men, probably some, some of them a lot more than us, right? So that's, that's even as, so yeah, you know, you fought for equal equal wages and, you know, equal rights and, rights and all that. So let's make it all even, you know. Uh, I'm accountable. You're accountable, too. Mm-hmm. And then if we all evenly held accountable, our kids would be like all oh, superstars. Because <laughs> somebody does something else. <laughs> Just flashing through, we had uh, some comments. They were, everybody was giving us uh, some shout outs on the uh, platforms and, mm-hmm. um, and agreeing with uh, some of the things that we were saying. We were shooting by so fast, we wasn't paying them no mind. But trust me, we've seen all your comments <laughs> and we're also up here. We're, we're also putting them, letting them flats on the screen so that we. No, you know that you was there. So if you go back on the reruns, hey, my niece. <laughs> so it's you. You know what I mean. We had a good day here. Yeah, good topic. We we yeah, we, we all come down to. Y'all know it's gonna sit here man bash, but it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. a, we're bashing each other. Each other, yes. yeah. We're bashing yes. each definitely other. each other, That's fellas. Right. Stop pulling out there. Listen, let me tell you something. You invest in them kids, they have a real good future. They mm-hmm. have a real good future. Because trust me, them kids is buying their mamas and daddies' cars and all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> That's because we're raising them you. correctly. I'm telling yes. you what they're doing. We're raising them. You know, I'm, you know I've, been, I mean? I've been in them circles where them, them people are doing for their daddies. And, you know, we got kids coming down that's playing and stuff for their parents because their parents are investing in them. That's mm-hmm. what you get. You invest in your kids. They look back and you know the kids are playing they, sports they like you, you said you got your son that uh, uh basketball camp and all that stuff he could become world famous basketball you said because you make an investment you know right what I mean? yeah I, 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 oh, right right well my dad wanted to put me in football but i like the basketball my yeah. Well, it came down to that he's left-handed and he has good he got has good uh control of overall so he can throw the ball and then he can throw the ball like that with his left hand. So, I mean, dad won that one. That's okay, though. As long yeah. as him and his dad is well, good. See, that's the thing. I'm having that. See, that's, and that's a good thing because he has an advantage. He's ambidextrous and he can throw with the right, right. hand. And they're looking for that because my son, he's a, he's left handed. And, um, and, they, and the thing about it, they always try to, they always make your kid right with his right hand. Always yeah. make sure your kid knows right with his left, not his right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he does everything with the left. He can't do. He yeah, just so learn to learn with the right. Yeah, so they keep taking it. Oh, yeah. So I have my kids left hand and put them in the right hand. And what that does, writing with the left hand, encourages the creation from your, your the creativity comes from the right your right brain hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Right hand, your left hand, you exercise that part of your brain. So that's a good thing too. But yeah, my kids like that, and he can do anything you do with his left. He can do what's right, he's been doing so long. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an advantage. That's what he said that they just sat there and um taught him how to <laughs> do things with his right too. So now I was like, Oh, that's a good thing. But um, you know, that that was just one of the strong points that I had pointed out right before you had came in that me and my um my son's father, we were having I wanted to put him in basketball camp. I did enroll him in basketball camp, and then he went behind my back and enrolled him in football. 
And then football was starting in the middle of the week of the basketball camp. So he just decided he's not going to send them with me. He's going to keep them for football. And then it was just like, okay. Yeah, our, our job, our kid, our job is to make our kids the master of the most. Mm-hmm. Right. A jack of all, the master of the most. Not one dimensional now. That that can be worked out because he plays football, but he's also training basketball. So that can be worked out. I know I know my kids, my, my son's mother, she's big on football and he wants to do the football thing. I think it's you know, whatever his decision is, but so we're gonna wanna make that but see you left it to his decision. My my kid's father made it the decision that he was just gonna go straight to football and not go to my basketball camp. Okay, and so then I find out when I was ready to go pick him up, nobody's answering the phone, and he's like, Oh, because dad said that you know he's putting me in football. And of course, I want to speed around there and you know and start myself, but I had to remember we're co-parenting. Well, what does he want? What does the kid want? Does he want to do both? Well, he didn't, I never asked him that because I never wanted him to like trying to choose between us, like saying. which no, no, one he wanted to He's choosing both. If he wants to do both, well, it would have been him only be going for three days out of the basketball camp because it was only for five days, and then oh. he would have um had to stop and then go to a football, uh, you know, start a football season. So I mean, you know, you what he's happy. Is. They went in. They the went into the what is that called? The, um, the Scott reports don't want to see that he plays basketball too. Yeah, I did a lot of with, a lot of that with him down here. I tell you about that. I tell you them athletes what they say. Whenever you listen to the Scott reports or you listen to them when they talk about the athletes in the combine, they always say, "Yeah, he played uh, played Division two basketball." Just that. After they always mention that mm-hmm. the other uh, athletic um, that. The, that can't play. Before we get out of here, yeah. So that's a big thing. It is. It is definitely is a big thing. So before we get out of here, just want to let parents know if they need any help, anything or anything at all, there's a family helpline of Parents Anonymous of New Jersey. And you it's one eight hundred the kids. That's easy. You know, it's all about the kids. One eight hundred, the kids. Can't forget that. Any help? (laughs) If you need to talk to anybody, you can talk to any one of us. If you want off the record talk, if you want record uh, talk on the record call, well, it's anonymous, but one eight hundred, the kids. If you want to talk to somebody that is special, not da, the (laughs) the one eight hundred. The kids with an S, not a Z. By the way, by the way, a phone number. The phone number. Yeah, just give them the phone number. It has to have seven letters, so DA does not make it. It's the. It's 1-800-843-5437. That's right. For those you know. The kids. Make sure you guys just think about the kids right now. You know? So when I just uh before we get out of here, I just want to thank everybody, yes. you know, for coming to the cover level podcast. Make sure you get back you know, with we us on Thursday. We're, talking about we're gonna continue some more of these, and uh we're gonna welcome Fred again as a yes. regular thank you. on the podcast. Yes, and I can't on. wait to see some of the great yeah, topics that he come up yes. with. Yes, thank y'all for having yes, me. Things. So, you know, we're we're getting there, getting a little uh, better at what we do here at WCND. 
y'all. Um, Make sure to like and share, y'all, too. I know. I didn't even download it. I was going to put the poster up. I forgot, but I promise I have it for y'all on Thursday. Um, the holiday show? Oh, yeah, the holiday show. That's right. It's yep. coming up. Over it? here at WCMD. You got it? WCMD. Um, wait a minute. I do. I'm looking for it. We both looking for it. I got it. You okay. Here, here we go. It's coming right, right here. So it's the um, holiday special. It's going to stream live from here at WCMD mm-hmm. Media Friday, December the 23rd. Yep. It starts at 7 and it ends at 10 p.m. So we're going to bring holiday cheer to the entire city. They're going to have performances, giveaways, special guests, and so much more. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so you tune in to uh, WCMD Media. Facebook Live at WCMD Media, WCMDmedia.com. Also on Roku, go add WCMD Media, Roku TV. Yes. And you can also be a part of this. Uh, we accept the donations. If you or your business would like to donate a gift, a product, or a service to the holiday special, your item will be raffled off to the viewers and you and your business will also be promoted. Nice. Free promo. That's right. Free promo. Holiday greetings. You and your business can record a short video wishing residents happy holiday. Videos should be at least, they should be less than one minute and recorded. Okay. What it say sideways on your device? Record it sideways on your device. Turn your device. Mm-hmm. And record it long ways, okay? <laughs> so that yeah, so that we can uh get a full picture of you when we post it on, you know, the Dare Academy, okay? And you want to send that into Dare Academy Christmas, Dare Academy Christmas at gmail.com. I know I'm saying these things to y'all, but I'll have it all down uh next uh on Thursday when I come in. We need these by December the 13th. December okay. the 13th. If you want to say hi, happy holidays, and Merry Christmas from the Comfort Level Podcast. There it is. That's all you have to say. All right? For your business. If you want to perform and participate, if you are an artist and you would like to perform a holiday-related piece, or if you would like to just volunteer to be, you know, one of Santa's helpers, you know, send the email to Miss Nye D two D at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's Miss Nye M I S S N Y E D the number two D Dare to Dance at gmail.com. What else? Okay. Now, do you have the best holiday uh, holiday decorations in the city? Oh, you need to enter to win. It's going going down. down. Do you know somebody, or maybe it's you, that (laughs) has the best holiday house decorations in the city? Enter to win this year's prize by sending the following to uh, Dare Academy Christmas at gmail.com. You want to send the name, the address, the phone number, and a date that the decorations will be up. 
Okay. The honorees entered will be featured during our holiday special, and the winner will be announced at the end of the special. Mm -hmm. Okay. So make sure you guys are there. It's Friday, December 23rd from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you didn't catch any of that, I will have the details to you. You can inbox me or whatever. I'll send them to you. Uh, if you subscribe to WCMD uh, Media and Dare Academy and Dare to Dance on social media, Facebook and the web, mm -hmm. then you have all the information. <laughs> That's right. Plenty of ways of you. Plenty of ways. Right? We all over the place. Plenty of ways. Yes. Welcome us to Ruku TV. That's a big one, okay? All right, we out of here. All right, see y'all later. See y'all on Thursday. Don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to like and share. Thursday. Thursday, y'all.